Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast with Chris Glasson and Stu Whiffin. I am Stu Whiffin. I am the better one. Uh, Chris Glasson is average at best. I am rather wonderful. Um, today's episode uh, was a lot of fun to do. Um, I'm doing this intro on my own uh, because Chris Glasson is average at best and because I'm the one that cares, guys. You guys matter to me. Chris likes to have a laugh and a joke and tell his Craig stories, but the minute we press stop, he just changes. He's just, he's not the guy you think he is. He's a terrible human being. He really is. Um, I mean, if any of you want to send me messages of support and messages of love for just having to put up with him as a, as a human being, um, because it's it's not been easy, I'm not going to lie. It really hasn't. Um, yet again, things like these intros just left to me to do. Why? I can't even tell you what he's doing now because um, I know we've got listeners in America and I can guarantee that what he's doing right now is probably illegal in most states of the United States. Um, bad man. It's all right, guys. I've got you. You're in safe hands here. Today's episode, top five moments that you really did not want to get up and go and do something. It was a proper laugh. We we sat in the in the whiffing and it was uh it was actually quite early considering I'd I'd got in from work at at four AM. So uh it was a prime time to do that and and it's no guest, it's just Chris and I and we had a right laugh, and uh, and I think you guys are going to enjoy it a lot. So before we get on with it, thanks to Scrooby Dooby 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 and everybody at the Distraction Pieces Network. Go and check out the stuff over there if you've not listened to it. Of course you know Pip, of course you know Pip's podcast. That's probably the reason that you've ended up being lumbered with listening to this nonsense. Um, there's some wonderful podcasts by Dr. Susie Gage, Jason Reed, Jim Smallman, uh, Brett Goldstein, you know, that handsome fella that uh, is off of uh, Derek and stuff. Super Bob himself. Dan LaSac's got a podcast on the network. Wonderful Dan LaSac. Um, so go and check out Dan's podcast as well. Um, it's a fun place to be, the Distraction Pieces Network. And, and I think everybody on the network is aware that, that you lovely lot kind of support us all. So it's, it's really nice of you. So thanks. 
to to you lot. And uh, thanks to oh, thanks seventy six. I'll thank him again because he's great. Um, and just thanks most of all to um, to me just for um, being a maverick, um, a a hero, um, a trooper, a troubadour, a forward thinking genius, um, a brother, a father, a lover. A human being. I'll go list him with Chris and Stu. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Just in case. <laughs> hey. We are recording. It's a early Saturday morning, and uh, Saturday, no school today. And, so uh, what you gonna do? Chris has come dressed spectacularly this morning. Thank you. Uh, I shall have to complete the look. Yes, please. There we go. Oh, <laughs> in my Saturday best, off to watch the. This is Progress Wrestling with Scroobius Pippin a little bit. Um, but we're, we've been kind of pushed for time the last few weeks, haven't we? we? Have, and we have. I, I'm moving next week as well, so everything's going to go a bit mental. So um, bear with us. Bear with. Bear with, her, bear bear with, with. us. Um, but, you know, service. We'll try our best to maintain. Service and sometimes as usual. there might be some things where um, it's just difficult because Chris is going to be living the other side of London. Yeah. I'm, being, I'm still in here in Essex, so it's logistically sometimes quite tricky because obviously we all have work mm. to do and stuff like that. But yeah. We will do whatever we can to ensure you get yeah. your content. I mean, exactly. last night you caught up with Pip and recorded some bits for the yep. Patreons with Pip. Yeah, me and him in the bath. So that um, that's the sort of thing that we'll do if, if me and Chris can't get together, which we've, we've sort of spoke about that. Hopefully we can. Yeah. Um, but if there is a chance where one week I can't get to Chris's or Chris can't get to yep. mine, then maybe I'll sit down with 76 yep. or cool. Chris will catch up with... Whoever and yeah. do something else um, to make sure that you get your episode each yes. week. Don't you? Don't you fear? We will make it happen somehow, some way. We can do this. We can do this. What are we doing today? All right. So basically, I shoe's been working late last night, and um, we knew we had to cram one in before I went off today. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> and so it was late last night. And you actually, normally get one in before you go off, don't uh, you? Yeah, normally. Normally, it helps me sleep. And um, and basically. What I decided to do is, because he had to get up early, I thought, well, why don't we do top five times you've had a bit of a mad one and you've had to get up for something the next day? Um, because that's always a fucking horrible, rotten, wretched feeling, isn't it, basically? Do you find, um, if you haven't got to get up for anything, mm-hmm. um, and let, let's use 6 a.m. Talk about depression. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's... Let's let's use um, six a.m. as a as a time, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because that's early enough. And if you haven't got to get up, mm. do you find if you wake up at six a.m. you think oh, I might as well get up? It's yeah, it's definitely but psychological. If you had to be up at six, you, you think oh, fuck this, this is the worst oh, thing mate, ever. Definitely, it's it's definitely there's part psychological. It's the it's it's the fact that you've got to get up for something. Yeah, and often it's something that you don't really want to do. Sometimes yeah. it's something you do want to do. Mm. It's not always work. In my top five, it isn't always just work. 
Mm. You know, I love your little night pants. It's not always just work. It's like it can be. It can be something you want to do, but you just broken. But you're totally right. It's, it's massively psychological. But also, I have this trouble of my body naturally wakes up, and then mentally, I force myself back to sleep. Are sometimes. you talking about morning wood? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my body wakes up, and it needs pleasuring. It demands <laughs> pleasure. <laughs> Oh. Um, so, like, when I wake up, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's seven. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I, I haven't got to be up at this time today. Yeah. So go back to sleep. That is that is wrong as well. Like, yeah. we don't live in sync with our bodies often. We Our brain tries to dictate that a lot. Yeah. And I think that if you get into a good pattern and a healthy cycle, when your body wakes up, yeah. it's time to get out of bed. Yeah. And it's good for willpower building as well. Yeah. Really good for building your willpower and self control is that if you can do that, get up and just get on with your day and start doing things, it's, it's really good. So if you find yourself lacking in willpower, self control, don't go bad. How you get up is really important. Yeah. Anyway, life lessons over. The next five things you're going to hear from me are all times when I fucked my life hard <laughs> <laughs> in the ass. Um, did you choose this top five? Yes, it was right. me. It was okay, me. It was well me. done. Uh, it's good. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. Um, do you, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? How do you want this to go? Uh, yeah, go on. So my number five... Oh, sorry. I'm just checking a few things. Right. Is the, it, the My number five is the original time when I had a house party and I was about 16. So obviously, alcohol's relatively new to us there. You know, I, obviously, I, I'm old, so I was drinking since six... Um, but alcohol was actually kind of relatively new, and it was my first proper job after paper round. Right. And uh, is someone? What's that banging going on in your back garden? Someone... I think it's just a bit windy. No, oh, I I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's it is windy out there. It's the within sign uh, in the wind. Ah, oh, listen. How about that, guys? Hey. Um, so no one would have noticed that. Now everybody's going to be listening for that. Everybody's going to listen for that. Like, tap 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 a <laughs> So. <laughs> 16, first proper job. I'm not listening now, I'm Save. listening to that. <laughs> Save a centre. Right. I mean, that was a landmark shopping centre. I remember when that opened yeah. in Basildon. Yeah. It was like going on the set of Back to the Future. It's proper. No one had seen a supermarket like that. No, it was something groundbreaking. It's a big deal, mate. I love working in Save Centre. I'm going to make no bones about it. I like the simplicity of that job. Yeah. I, like, I didn't mind working on the checkouts either. I had a good bunch of new friends I'd met there. We laughed a lot. It was good times. Anyway... This is weird because this is a house party that I got proper toured up in where they took photos of me holding me in a Jesus Christ position because I'd been being sick and I was so paralytic that I was just lying in the back garden. I was off my face. And the next day, um, it was a work trip to Alton Towers. Hey. 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 So it should have been a good thing. I love I love theme parks and, um, you know, uh, little children running around, often unattended. So um, I was like, I couldn't wait to get to Alton Towers. <laughs> and... Um, and I tell you what, I woke up, and I think I woke up at like seven. And this is even at sixteen, where alcohol. I think you've got a much quicker recovery time with alcohol back yeah. then, because I don't know. I, I don't think you consume as much. You get fucked quicker, and I think your metabolism burns it out quicker, doesn't it? Like yeah. hangovers aren't the same. Hangovers at this age now feel like full blown aids, <laughs> don't they? It's yeah. it is harsh, yeah. man. And anyway, I got on that coach. And thank God there was a fucking toilet on that coach because I just spent 
I think I threw up three times on that trip to Orton's house, and it was not a cool journey. And and then obviously all the rides. <laughs> and normally I can't wait for the rides, but I was literally like, it was not like risk of fart; it was risk of puke. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Did you go? Did you go for it though? No, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, and no, actually, I I, I, but I love the fact that you went, yeah, fuck that. Like you're a renegade. You would not have reaped the fucking the the, the fallout of that. It would have been some. Poor fucker that was sat behind you. <laughs> exactly. Tracy from fucking <laughs> groceries or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so that's my number five, mate. That was when I first learned that... Drinking's you know, not cool. Yeah, it's not always that cool. Yeah. 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 How about you, man? Uh, a lot of mine are drinking base. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to start with... Um, Brad's son's christening. <laughs> sure. Uh, I imagine most of you guys uh, know what I'm talking about. Brad. Um, Brad, who's done lots of stuff mm-hmm. with Hard God Istin and has now got his Mouth of Manliness podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. With our friend Nick. It's going very well. Um, so I'm godparent to both of Brad's children. And when uh, his eldest, uh, the wonderful buddy, uh, was was christened. Lovely lad, buddy. Um, he's cracking, isn't he? And uh, I, for some reason, we had lots of people over the night before. Yeah. Uh, and I got overexcited drinking <laughs> uh, and had too much to drink. Um, and there were shots and, and stuff like that. And, Did you touch uh, any of this? And... Uh, that's I'd, when I know it gets out of hand round yeah. yours because I start willingly fucking it's, throwing it's, that back. It's the big bottle of Goldschlag oh. that's been in in the bar for probably five years and it just never seems to fuck off. <laughs> um, but uh, but I we had to be at the church at something like nine thirty in the morning, and I woke up and and I don't generally suffer with hangovers, mm. but I was a write off. Yeah, um, and. Carol was like, you, you need to sort yourself out. You've, you've got a christening in like half an hour. And I was like, oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, and, like, no. and so like, I normally like on a good day, if you're a bit hungover, sometimes a shower and a coffee can be enough, it can, can't it? It can, it can. <clears throat> no, really. Yeah. And I remember standing in the church and there's photographic evidence. You're of, being the godfather as well. And you're like, cunted. Uh, <laughs> and I remember standing there and I was just getting like them, rushes of hot and cold yeah. sweats. Yeah, yeah, and prick, like, when it prickles over yeah, you. And, like, oh. and just like, my stomach weren't right. I was getting like sharp, like, sort of like little stabbing belly pains. And I was oh, thinking, mate. Oh, I just need to go home. I need <laughs> to go back to bed. And I was standing there, obviously, trying to look like a responsible adult yeah. for, for Brad and Kate. <laughs> and, and yeah, and I remember thinking, fucking hell, just get through this. And, and, I, and I got through it. And then it was like, Coming to the reception, I was like, yep. <laughs> I can just imagine you saying yes to that. And, and it was at, um, it was at a, a working men's club in, in Graves. Oh, yeah. oh. And uh, I remember getting in there, and it was one of them ones where I just thought, oh, I just have a pint. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm did gonna you have a pint. And I just had a pint, and then I had undone the buffet, and I, and I went in. Did it? Did did it rescue you? Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, completely. Yeah, but... when you get rescued from it, it is like yeah. it's like like a miracle. It's like being able to walk again, isn't it? It's, 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 I do yeah. feel like like someone's touched me. Like I've been like I don't have like I can't walk, and someone's yeah. touched me, and I'm like I'm alive again. It's, it's one of the only times I think there may be a god. It's, it's amazing. People yep. don't understand what hair of the dog is. I feel sorry for you because yeah. once you discover hair of the dog, it's back, back in the game. Back in the game, mate. <laughs> Who fancies a disco? You are out, out again. You can, you can go out, out. Oh, um, you stink. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was hard. That yeah. was hard getting up. Oh, Number four, mate. Chris. So mine is um, when I uh, when I did I ever tell you that I got a uh, first in economics? Did I mention that to you ever? When I studied, I studied at uni, studied at business economics. I, I thought you had a black belt. No, that was after. Oh, I right. learned how to defend my body first. Right. And then I learned how to defend my mind. <laughs> That's what I did. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really impressive. No, thanks, mate. Thanks. And, um, we might have noted that. So basically, I made the smart decision of going and working in a steakhouse, right? Um, that's how I thought I put that first to good use. And, um, <laughs> And I, uh, you got to ask yourself, did I really get a first? <laughs> all these, all these years, mm. you got a third, Chris, didn't you? Um, and basically, it was, it was. I liked the people there. I hated yeah. working as a waiter. You know, yeah. it's the worst. It's the most loathsome job I've ever done. But we used to have lock-ins, and I decided to have a lock-in um, the night before I had my very first ever PT session. Which was at eleven, but that was definitely eleven is a normal reasonable it's a threshold. Time. It's a normal reasonable time for a human being, right? But if you're out on a lock in till like four AM just drinking, 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 that's not a sensible plan. What's the cut off hour to start <sighs> to, to stop no to stop drinking to, to function? It, because also it depends on volume and how you're drinking. If you if you're sticking to beer or j- just any, do you know what? Let's stick- not go there because yeah. this is going to pop it's up in, in one right. of mine in a minute. All right, it is a wrap. That's a nightmare though. But there are some general rules, I would say. Um, anyway, I wake up the next day and I'm like, I've, it was it, the fucking ridiculous thing is it was a free PT session, right? And do you know what? I felt more reason to go to that to under a pay because I was like, no, I'm, I'm using this person's time, and yeah. I said I'm going to do this. So I showed up. I could feel I could feel the alcohol like on my teeth still. I'd clean my teeth, you know that, and you could dirty just... feeling. And like I tried, I was sprightly, and uh, the girl was like, right, cool. And I was like, I did go for a drink last night, and she was like, Are you sure you're all right with this? I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Got about 15 minutes in and I was, and she could see I was wo- really wounded. And she was like, are you sure you want to continue this? I'm like, yeah, no, I, belt, I did yeah. the crime. I'm a black belt yeah. and I had to handle these things. And midway, f- I, I, and it really was kidding me. It was a horrible set. It was just all of it. There was not one point where I was like, oh, no, I'm seeing, I'm, yeah. I've got to the watershed yeah. of this. Yeah. It was just, get, this out. it was getting worse. Yeah. You know, because sometimes exercise does save yeah. it, doesn't it, right? It weren't. It weren't saving me at all. My legs were burning and I just wanted to throw up. And I just said to her, I just got nipped to the toilet. And she was like, we can call it a day there. I was like, no, no, I just need to have a wee. Went to the toilet, ralphed my guts up. <laughs> <laughs> Walked back out there. She's like, you all right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, was you sick? I was like, nope. <laughs> and I, I did it. But it was, it was fucking brutal, man. And I don't have that sort of courage or willpower now. Yeah. Or, no, I, do you know what it is? I've got more sense now. 
yeah. more, way more sense. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. What I wouldn't do is get super drunk and then go and do PT session. But what I am doing tomorrow is Tough Mudder, which is a ten mile, four hour assault course, and I haven't done any training for three months, and Good. had a pizza last night. So enjoy. Uh, and you're going progress to have a few beers today, right? Yeah, I, I won't drink. I know. I'm, why have you put that in my head? I had, I, no, I had no thought of drinking today. Well, okay, I'm going to um, jump in now because while we're talking exercise, this, this has a big uh, part of my next one. Uh, so, and it's quite weird because uh, you're saying that you've got a race because that's what mine's based around. Oh, right. So, maybe six years ago, I used to do lots of 10Ks, tries yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'd, I'd signed up to do the Horndon 10K run, yeah. uh, which is a, an annual event at the Horndon Feast and Fair. And, uh, and it's a, a, a tricky course to run because it's really, it's, it starts at the bottom of Horndon, which is yeah. called Horndon on the Hill, and you run up the hill and then back down the yeah, hill. Yeah. And then it's, it's, but it's quite a nice run through the, 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 the village and then through the, all the sort of uh, countryside nice. surrounding it. It's quite nice uh, on any normal time. It's a beautiful place to run. Yeah. Um, we had some people over uh, the oh. night before, and and I was running it with my friend Natalie, and uh, and I'd signed up with Nat, and, and we'd, we'd done a bit of training together, and uh, but I went out, and we had people over again, and and I got quite drunk, I got, I got really drunk, um, and I woke up and thought, why have I done this? Oh, um, no. I'm just going to phone Natalie and say I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I'm one of them people, a bit like what you say with the PT thing, I, I don't like letting people yeah, down. Yeah, it yeah. bothers me. Yeah. And But I think as you get older, you should be more comfortable with saying no to things. And I yeah. went, um, but I went, all right, Nat. And she's like, all right. I went, you, you, you're still doing this? And she went, yeah, absolutely. And I went, cool, I'll see you in a bit. I'm a bit, I'm a bit hungover. <laughs> and I got there. And it was a boiling hot day. And I was like, oh dear. And I was drinking quite a lot of water, but didn't want to drink too much in case I needed to piss when I was running. Yeah. And I'm literally looking around, and I can't see Natalie anywhere. All right. So I've gone back to my car to get my phone. Yeah. And I phoned Natalie. I said, bro, she went, oh, I just can't fucking do it. I'm hung over. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mega cunt. Yeah. I'm like, I'm here now. Yeah. I've got my number. Yeah. I've got to run. <laughs> <clears throat> I'd have been so tempted to fucking get in the car. And it was one of them things where the heat is like... No, when you wake up the first thing in the morning at a festival when it comes through your tent. I'll tell you what, my number two. Right. Um, and it's, <laughs> it was that feeling of just like cold sweats in a boiling hot day. And I just thought, oh, no. And like literally went to the start line. Oh, and I reckon for the first 10 minutes... I could feel my dehydrated brain bouncing off the top and the oh, side of my right. skull. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I was thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to do this. And I'm not trying to get call points yeah, here yeah. because I've no idea how it happened. Yeah, yeah. Fastest 10k I've ever run. Really? Yeah. Uh, I've done ones where I've trained my bollocks off. Yeah, yeah. I was hanging out of my ass. Whether or not I was just thinking, I just want this to hurry up and be over. Yeah. I can't think of any method to it. But when I finished, I said to... Carol, like, did you get my time? Yeah. She was like, that. I was like, holy shit. Like, I mean, by the grand scheme of things for 10Ks, it wasn't fast because no. I'm an old man. But 
it was a personal, personal best. Best. That's fucking mad, like, man. You know, I've, I've no idea how it happened. I could I mean, literally, whenever I do 10K on a treadmill now, I still try and reach that time. And you can't still do can't it. do it? Nah. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? It must yeah. have shut something off in your brain. I think it just shut my brain off. Yeah, yeah. And you uh, just didn't uh, realise that you were yeah. pushing on going full tilt. Yeah. Man, that's impressive, dude. Oh, it was just... Uh, there was but no method to horrible. it. It was fucking horrible. That, that, is, that is brutal. From one, from one spot... Oh, just quickly, yeah. when you finish that race in Horndon, yeah. you finish at the, the Bell Pub oh. uh, and had a pint. <laughs> <laughs> and everything was all right. <laughs> Good work. Well, from one sport to another, um, my number three is the time I... Karate. Got absolutely shit-faced at a strip club. <laughs> what one? So, um, what this one... <laughs> what one? Which time was this? <laughs> yeah, every time. Right. Um, so basically, um, I had, it was one of those, it was an out-out moment. You know, one of them accidental ones. After work, weirdly at the Financial Ombudsman, there was a strip club next to Financial Ombudsman. Like, it, it, I can't remember the name of this place. Did you and bring this up as one of your weaknesses in your interview? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, Strengths. You know, I've got a degree and a black belt. Weaknesses. That place next door. Yeah, um, what time me. does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> don't take me there. So anyway, and this was at a time when I knew that I had a problem. Like, well, I had a problem, problem with strippers. I got a problem with strip club or strip with strippers. It's not like, I'm not someone who's there all the time. I, I definitely not. It's like... Strip clubs to me are like crack cocaine. I know they're, they're dangerous yeah. and I have to stay away from them. They're always right? there though, aren't they? So, yeah. <laughs> and they're very Moorish. That's why I keep my distance from them. Well, you know, these days I don't really. And um, and so basically, my boss and me had a drink downstairs. There's a bar downstairs. And we were having a drink downstairs. And then, I don't know, he'd recently split up from his long-term partner um, who had... Uh, I know where this is going. He'd recently split up with his long-term partner, and she had um, he caught her in he caught her in bed with another guy at their house. I mean, that's got to be the most brutal thing to see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so one conversation to another. Well, let's go and have a I know, drink. I, I know what's good for you. <laughs> exactly. So Your old uncle Chris doing, assault you at. Exactly. I was helping a friend out, like yeah. a friend in need, my boss. Yeah. You know? We went up there and it just got out of control. And I take I remember, it he left after about half hour. Well, all I know is that I look, no, no, he was up there for a long time. I remember looking at my watch when it was about quarter to three and we had work the next day and we're both absolutely shit faced. Yeah. I can't tell you how much money I spent in there. It was it was a disgraceful amount of money. I would say it was twenty five percent of my wages that that month. And um and I remember us both going, Oh fuck, we've got to go back. I had to but get, you was doing that for him, right? I had to because he was down and I was doing it for a mate. Nice one, mate. So thanks, man. And the, the Uber didn't exist then. So on top of all the money I spent, I had to get a cab back to Essex, which cost a fortune. Waking up was just the worst thing in the world. And the only thing pulling me through... Was the stripper in bed with you, <laughs> that you'd fallen in love with. <laughs> was that I'd got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what, there's a story very similar to that that's actually true. <laughs> so, um, that's a Craig story, though. And, um, <clears throat> that's a smashing toe, though. <laughs> So I basically, I got up, I was out of my face. You know what you say, the shower and coffee didn't touch the sides yeah. on how I felt. Got on the train, got in. All my team were just like, and there was another team manager off and I was responsible for two teams. And my all my team, I was just like, keep your distance till about 
two or three o'clock because I'm fucking out of it. Of course, no one's going to do that because when people have got questions for you, they're not going to go, oh, watch out. Chris had a bit of a heavy one with yeah. some strippers last night. And so <laughs> I was trying to manage these two people. And then fucking Pete waltzes in, who's head of the operation, at, I think, 11 o'clock, right? And I'm like, where have you been? And he's like, oh, you know, I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> for, for fuck's sake. You know, when he went, 12. He came in for a fucking hour and then just fucked off. Did you have to and see it through? I sat through it all, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't have the, I couldn't do what he did. I didn't yeah. have, like, the sort of position. Oh, you're a maverick, mate. I was, yeah, so I had to suffer it all. Just like you said with Nat. Yeah. I thought, the thing that's getting me through here is that if I don't show up, yeah. I'm gutless yeah. and I'm a wimp and I can't hack it and I thought I'm get I'm getting into the office yep. and then Pete rolls in for an hour bastard that's my number three mate what's your number two Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Dublin. When we went to Dublin... Got about that. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so when we went and done the uh, Dublin Podcast Festival, uh, we done a hardcore listing show at was it, was it start one in the morning? No, it started at midnight. Midnight. Yeah, and we must have finished at about three. Yeah, about that. Give or take. Uh, then we ended up hanging around with loads of listeners and had a party back at the, the, the hotel. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Pip's next door, fast asleep. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but we had to be at the airport at 5.30. Oh, something yeah, like that. it was early. Um, and I think, oh, I think we, like, by the time we got to bed, we, I think we had about 40 minutes sleep, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and... And we got up, and it was one of them ones that I just thought, fuck me, I am hanging out of my arse. I feel like shit. We had lizards that night in London. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and obviously, I had to fly back and, and be, you know, dad and, 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 you know, do the 
the responsible thing there. But I know what's good. You're going to say it. The only thing that got me through was <laughs> I know exactly what you're say. was the fact that in the bed next to me was you. You weren't in a good place, was you? No, I, I, like, I, I've forgotten about this. So I must have put it in some. Well, I thought, I thought I'd put it in because it was one that we both had to endure together. And I think <laughs> had I been standalone, yeah. I would have been in bother. But yeah. because I could see that you was in a worse place than me, yeah, I, I got through it by being horrible to you. Yeah, no, because my phone had died. Yeah. And so you started posting shit up on Instagram <laughs> of me broken. Like, you know, like, talk about kicking a man with her down. There was one of me literally collapsed on the floor of this airport, <laughs> trying to do something in my bag, and you just took a picture of me. And it's like, it's like... I've just, I was doing things like every time you was like trying to pick your bag up, I'd, I'd, I'd just kick your bag just a little <laughs> bit too far. To do, like, just being a, 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 a cunt, just being an annoying prick. Oh. But it was the fact that just the simplest of things was too much for you at yeah, that it point. Was. And, yeah, it was. And, it, and it would have been for me, but it was just the fact you was that much worse that I just thought... Right, this is how I'll get through yeah. this. I've just got to make Chris suffer some more. There was no getting through it for me. And you was right? getting all upset yeah. because we was putting pictures of you, like, in a bad place on Instagram and you couldn't take them off because your phone had died. Do you know <laughs> it what? It was just a win-win. Oh, mate. Uh, do you know what? That, um, I try to... You, you know when you're like, right, how am I going to handle this? I'm going to eat something. I'm going to put something in my body and it's kill or cure and it killed oh, me. We Burger Kinged it, didn't we? Yeah, and that killed me, mate. Yeah. That didn't pull me out of any hole. That just fucking... That put me in a, a, a hole full of ground beef and salt yeah. and fat and I was just like, oh, no, that, that, that didn't help at all. That fucked me right up, that Burger King. That's right, that's yeah. right. That's a good shout, mate, that one. Mm, that was, uh, it was just one that I thought, yeah, we had to endure that yeah, one together. That's a great shout, dude. Yeah, really good. Next one. My number two is a bit like when you say about you being into the scorching heat. So this isn't about alcohol, this is about drugs. Naughty, naughty drugs. So basically, Glastonbury 2013, first Glastonbury. It might have been sooner than that, earlier than that. Anyway. We got there well early. I think we were there on a Wednesday night. Wednesday night caned it. Thursday night caned it. I was like a hero. Like, I, I was like, I couldn't believe that I was drinking a lot and surviving. And, and these are like 7 a.m. finishes both nights. And I'm like, great. And I'm still being active and that. And then on a Friday, one of my girl mates from uni, and by the, obviously we know my, my uni days are hedonistic human traffic drug drug fueled. Went, oh Chris, why don't you swing by our tent? This was Friday, about I think it was about 5 p.m. Right, before anything was really kicking off. It might have been earlier than that. And we never left the tent. And basically, she had a few mates in there and and, and a local drug dealer. And I, I remember it all clearly. As high as I was, I can remember the whole event, the whole night. Where we di- I, I shit you not, I, didn't, I, I only left the tent to take a piss, which was very rarely. And at one point in the night, I just, kneeling in this tent tombstoned face down into a pile of drugs because I was just so high I, I, I don't know what happened and I can remember doing it but my body just decided to just give in on me and I woke up the next morning and it, the weather had turned because it had been quite bad and it was blisteringly hot and I was holding on to her, snuggled up next to a girl I didn't know it was purely for warmth right up until that point in a tent that was half sinking into mud and that was about 7am and I, I probably had a couple of hours sleep there and I was like, what am I, what, what's happened here? And I felt, I felt dreadful 
because I'd just been taking drugs for about 12 hours with people who were doing it quite regularly. And I forget that I'm not bloody, you know, Iggy Pop. I can't handle yeah. drugs. like. And I'd had a great night, but it was very... Like, I woke up and I was like, oh, no, I feel like a creature. The, the day was my enemy. And I was like, well, I've got to get back to my tent. And so I got back to my tent, f- f- finally managed to find it. And I was like, I'm not wasting this day. I'm not having this be... I'm not checking out. Positive mental attitude, Chris. Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not losing my Saturday. Absolutely. Because of how I've, how I've treated my own body. Good on you. So, you know. How was got, your Saturday? It was the worst day of my <laughs> life. It was so bad, Stu. Like, it was so fucking bad. Like, I, I packed a few beers, road beers, because I knew, you know, a good way to cu- cure a uh, come down is uh, a hair with a dog. But it was hot. It was warm beer. That beer was going down like fucking treacle. And and I think I got through to about 1pm and I was like, I have to go to bed in the tent. I go, I'll go and get a few hours because I'll die out here. Yeah. And I did. I just had to give, I had to throw in the towel. I was in a fucking mess. I wasn't enjoying anything. Obviously, you've got to do a bit of walking in Glastonbury anyway. Yeah. But I wasn't hearing any, I was standing in front of bands and I couldn't hear bands. All I was hearing was, you're dying, your, your body feels like shit. So I, I just had to throw in the towel, mate. Because yeah. I, I, the reason why it's come so, got up there so highly is... Was that Alien Ant Farm, by the way? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I couldn't... I couldn't... Um, like, sometimes when it's work, it's like you, it's an expectation you have to do it. I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there. There's band, loads of bands I was trying to watch, and I just couldn't even pay attention because I felt so ill so I yeah I had to just check out but that was really that was really drug fueled and it was horrible and the fact that I woke up holding on to someone I, I didn't know this girl at all I don't remember talking to her the whole night I woke up lying cuddling her because I was so cold in a in, in in a tent that a foot away from me was was mud and then I was like this is the worst start to Saturday at Glastonbury I could have basically had and yeah it just I couldn't do anything. I went and lied down for a few hours till the point where I could just about face walking outside. And that was it. I knew that it was never going to get better than that. And I just had to go out there. Horrible, horrible day. Horrible day. There you go. It's my number two, mate. My number two? Yeah. Hmm. Top five Irish whiskies. Yeah. And you see, I didn't want to say anything because the only reason why this hasn't made mine is... Well, you fucking didn't get up, you cunt. You got out of bed where oh. I rung you at one in the afternoon and tell me oh. that you could hear your heart beat in your head and went back to bed. <laughs> my hangover, I haven't, like, I've had hangovers, like, I've probably had five hangovers uh, my whole life where I think that I'm probably about one glass of water away from having a stroke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if I don't get water in my system now, yeah. I could probably give myself brain damage. That's yeah. how bad it felt. Yeah. I'd rather someone hit me, hit me around the head yeah. than have a hangover like that. Definitely, mate. Definitely. So, if you haven't heard this story, we must have touched on it on one of the podcasts since then. But um, when um, when oh god, I forgot Rob. His name. Rob, Rob, yeah, when um, when Rob come over uh, to record the top five Irish whiskies, I mean, yeah. we've we've put up videos of that night and, and photos of that night um, post podcast. Yeah. Um, obviously, we, we we worked out that we probably drank about a pint of whiskey each in. 90 minutes. in ninety minutes, uh, and then rather than going, it's only seven pm. Let's just go have an early night now and, and not worry about that. Let's go uh, to the pub and, and drink pints of Guinness, um, which we done, and then we was treated to uh, Chris rapping. Um, <laughs> In a kebab shop. There's video footage. Have we released any of that yet? No. 
Oh, mate, that's some, that's some good shit. <laughs> the second part to that, when I'm trying to walk along the, the bar in a kebab shop. I, even me, normally I'm disgusted at myself, but even I'm impressed at how, how drunk I am. It's the fact that while you're rapping to the kebab guy, you're going to him, why are you hiding? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that must have been terrifying. Um, so we, we drunk so much whiskey and then drunk uh, two, three pints of Guinness. Yeah. And I think I got in at like 10. It wasn't late, but I was, I remember walking down my road and I was zigzagging and I've not done that for a long time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm really fucked. Uh, and <laughs> I'd been, I'd just started doing two days a week, um, some consultancy stuff for, for one of my, my pals, uh, which involves me working out of his office in London. Uh, and, it was the second week of that. Second week. So you've um, got to be on, in, on top form, right? He's a really good man. And if is. I phoned him up and went, I'm in a bad place, yeah, yeah, yeah. he would have been, that's fine. But yeah. as I've said before... You can't, you can't do that. You've got a conscience. So it's like, I've got to do the right thing. Yeah. Um, so the alarm went off um, at 5am. 5am. Uh, uh, and yeah, I was on the uh, the train at... Uh, Sorry, Jason Reed there from Stop and Search just sent me a little little message there. Um, because he done the podcast with the man I'm talking about right now. It's quite strange. Um, yeah. So, um, I had to be on the train at I think it was five forty, uh, and I'd obviously done the shower, and it was one of them ones where I was in denial. I was just like, "Yeah, come on, let's have a shower." And if I don't think about it and just get on with things really quickly, Power through it. it, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then I sat on the train. I can't imagine what you were going through. I really can't, because as I say, when I woke up, when I did, which was like fucking nearly midday, yeah, I was in, I was in hell. Yeah, it was hell on earth what yeah. was happening in my bedroom. And to f- the think that you even managed to get on the train is beyond beyond belief. How you must have felt? I had, I had anxiety. Um, I, I couldn't remember who I was speaking to in the pub. And as I get older, like, this gets worse, like yeah. my anxiety. Yeah. And I was just thinking, who, who did I, who, I did I upset? I didn't upset anyone. Because oh, we were having, I, I know, we, I can't remember the exact conversations. I know I was half taking the piss out of one of the local yeah. nut jobs in there. Yeah. So that could have gone well wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I remember thinking like, oh God, like, I, I hope I didn't fuck anyone yeah. off. Because when I start thinking about it, it wasn't like we was all on the same level and it was half 11. It was 7 p.m. They'd yeah. just got there yeah. and we were steaming, yeah. having the best disco ever. Oh, and oh, and so, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about that. And then when I sat on that train and that time in the morning, it's just a, a carriage is full of builders. And it was and, – and someone was sitting opposite me with um, their – little earbuds in their ears, holding their phone in front of their face, having a really loud conversation. Oh. And, and I think normally I probably would have been like, mate, it's a quiet zone. Mm. I think I was just, every part of me just wanted to slap the phone out of his yeah. hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then I just think if I would have done that and he would have said, what's your problem? I just would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you didn't feel just, like yeah, yeah i had nothing a I shadow had, of yourself i had yeah. nothing to offer i yeah. remember getting <clears throat> to london and, and i had a coffee on the train which made me feel worse and i was walking through london uh, it was just bad it was just really bad 
And uh, and yeah, then I had to do a uh, a seven till six p.m. day, and uh, and I just got home, and Cal was like, "You all right?" And I was like, "I just, I'm just not. <laughs> I, I just need to go to bed." I didn't, I didn't. I, I remember by about six, I was like, "Oh, I've, I'm, t- I know, I can see, I can see the light at the end of this <laughs> tunnel." About six at yeah. night, I was like, "Things are starting to go my way yeah. now," and probably by about nine, I was back to being a person again, but the whole day, mate, I couldn't, and I had stuff to do, but I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to have to, you know what? I'm going to have to man up, order a KFC and and watch some junk on TV because I couldn't, I couldn't keep my shit together, man. So that's what I needed. I needed a day eating shit, just laying on the sofa, but, uh, but yeah, it weren't too But I mean, that said, well, a fucking great night. It was a great night. Rob, thank uh, you. Yeah, did, thank you did have a, a lot of fun that night. Number one, Christopher Glass. So number one, we're always talking about when the party, when you go to bed and then you've got something to do next day and you go, but there are occasions in my life and I'm just going to do one where the party didn't ever end by me going to bed. Right. And the, and, and the, the most significant time I could ever remember is the time where I came to my senses uh, <clears throat> about... 9am in a field somewhere over in Langdon Hills. Is that a pulp lyric? I don't know. Is it? That, <laughs> sorted freeze and wind. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. <coughs> it's funny you say that because I think when you talked about that song in one of our previous podcasts, I even then, I've even totally forgotten this conversation, said, yeah, that's happened to me. Yeah. And I'd done my first trip with uh, Scroobius Pip and Tom Coles and that trip, what they, a lot they, uh, with acid, they say, you know, you buy the ticket, you take the ride, right? Because you, you don't really get to dictate when that that ends. Like with drinking, you can sort of like you stop the, the, and it's going to burn off quite quickly. That, yeah. LSD, it's not the same. For, well, it often can be, but you don't know. Like you, you just don't know the dosage in, on, on a tab. That's why it's dangerous. It should be a Class A drug, you know, Um well, I don't know. It's more dangerous whether or not you want to, I'd say, still make it legal. But anyway, um, you have to be somewhat responsible. And I remember we were high for 16 hours. Like, we, we there's this whole story about that, that night, which is fantastic of what we got up to. And it was really, but it ended 9 a.m. Sunday morning in a field in Langdon Hills when I finally was like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, covered in mud, had a great night, no, no bad things to say, it was just an awesome, awesome experience. But at 9am is when I came around to my senses and went, I've got work at 11 at a clothes shop. And it was a clothes shop in Basildon called Mission, which, uh, you know, a lot of Basites will know, uh, you know, it was, a, it was quite a cool shop, it was a fun shop. It to, was. A fun shop to work in. And I phoned my boss up, Tony, and I went, Tony, listen... I did something that I didn't think would have the repercussions that it's got today. Uh, but I'm in a field in, in Langdon um, and I, I took LSD last night and I've just come back to normal, but I just don't think I'm... I, I, I've come to my senses, but it's, I don't think it's completely worn off. And uh, and Tony was like, yeah, cool. Well, I, I'll still see you at 11 then, Chris. <laughs> and I was like, you what? But I'm being honest, you know. He's not going to be that busy. Wrong approach. Do what Pip does. Stay stuck in his life. Fuck it, exactly. <laughs> Uh, Tony was like, oh, no, I'll see you at 11, mate. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So got back to mine, got myself ready, went to this clothes shop, and Tony was a cunt to me. 
Like, it was brilliant because I would have done exactly the same thing to anyone who's gone through that, which basically was he was wigging me out all day long because I hadn't come back to my senses. So he was doing things like he'd say, oh, mate, can you um, go and grab us some coffees or something like that? I can't remember what it was. It was a McDonald's. It was lunchtime. So go and grab, grab us a Happy Meal or whatever. And I went, yeah, cool. So I went out. Then he, I didn't notice, but he locked up the shop and then followed me to McDonald's <laughs> and kept on calling out my name and hiding. <laughs> That's fucking genius. <laughs> like the carpet in mission was just melting all day long. Um, he was doing things like we'd have a bunch of customers all around the desk where we're folding the clothes and he's serving people. And he'd go out his way. He would make himself look weird to absolutely freak me out. So he'd be talking to people, and then he would just start talking gobbledygook to people. And then I would just sort of like open eyes, like with my mouth open, be like, I don't know what's going on here. And Tony would be going, 16 cabbages, 12 sausages, da 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 da, 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 da <laughs> to get other customers. And I'm going, what? what I'm tripping. <laughs> and it wasn't. He was just doing that. Yeah. And um, it was a very weird experience. I must say, it wasn't the worst. But it's just a very funny thing That's to sort of like know That's that great. the night hadn't ended. I hadn't had any sleep. Yeah. And um, and Tony put me through the fucking the, yeah. the ringer for that, mate. So yeah, it was it was yeah, it's quite a hard one that. LSD kids. Just say no. Just say no. <laughs> That's it, mate. I think isn't it. We've done it all now. You done your got number, number one? one? No. Oh, did I go first? Yeah. Oh shit! What's your number one, buddy? Um. Oh, of course. Yeah. Number. So two I'm going to go back to 1996. Sure. And uh, and um. It was kind of at the, the, the peak of, of my, my serious band. Yep. And um, and we'd signed this deal, and, and we was really tight with the management. The management, um, one of the, the, the management team owns a club that I'm still at. And, uh, and they were big skiers. And so they'd come back. I might have mentioned uh, the, the, a little bit of this story on, on a previous podcast. But they, disc- they, they were... They come back and they were my introduction to, to vodka Red Bull because they've been in this ski resort where, <laughs> they, where they itself, were drinking man. flugels, they were called, which was vodka Red Bull and blackcurrant. Yeah. And you'd neck it and then you'd throw the ice from the glass over your shoulder, which when you're being rad in a ski resort sounds like a lot of fun. Half Moon in Rayleigh, not so much. <laughs> um, but we'd drunk a lot of that and not realised just how fucking messed up Red Bull yeah, can Red make Bull you. Yeah, Red Bull like, yeah. But the other manager had said, don't get the boys pissed because we had something very special the next day. Yeah. No worries. So we started drinking at one in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, then when the pub shut at 11 back then, me, the singer, and the owner of the club said, let's open up the club and have a drink. Uh, so we then opened up the club and we're standing there um, at the bar just drinking whatever we wanted to drink. Oh, um it was one of them ones where we was far too drunk and the manager then started to dig the singer about not putting enough work in. Right. Right. And he weren't he was lazy to sing. Yeah. Like, you know, in regards to, 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 to pushing the band. But he was like, Oh, you know, it's, it's not my job. I'm not the manager, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh and then I was like, fucking leave him alone. <laughs> And then he started digging him some more, and then the singer got a bit upset. And I was like, none of us would ever have been that upset. Yeah. But we'd been drinking for probably about 14 hours, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so I've just said, look what you've fucking done. <laughs> I hope you're fucking happy with yourself. And he went, what are you going to do about it? Oh, no. And I was like, let's fucking go. Oh, no. To which he's pulled a bat out and Fuck. smashed it down fucking hell. on the top of the, the bar. Yeah. And I'm like, let's fucking go. <laughs> fucking have it. And I've just got myself so angry yeah, 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 yeah. that I've burst into tears while I'm, I'm screaming. <laughs> rage, rage tears. Right? Yeah. And then he's just gone... Well, I don't want to do this. And he started bursting into tears as well, right? So there's three grown men in some kind of like Reservoir dog standoff looking at each other, all just bawling their eyes out for no fucking reason whatsoever. Uh, and then it was oh like, oh my God. Should we go to bed? And it was like, <laughs> yeah. So we was, we were staying at his flat above the club. And so we've gone upstairs and like literally, this is like fucking four o'clock in the morning. And then... The landline, so I don't think we have mobiles there. The landline uh, has gone at six, uh, the other manager. Oh, what? See you in an hour. Oh. And it had completely gone out of my mind that we was having our first ever television appearance uh, <laughs> on a kid's <laughs> breakfast show called Wakey Wakey. <laughs> uh, so the manager of the club has gone... I won't do his Welsh accent very well. Fucking hell, quick, get up! And so we've like got up, he's thrown us in his car, and I was like, where are we going? And he's took us to this swimming pool at like half six in the morning, and he's just gone, free swims. And like, and I was like, what's going on? And like, and he'd literally just packed three pairs of his like old Speedos and things like that. And we, I just did not know what was going on. I was still out of my mind. And uh, and the woman's gone, the pool's not open yet. It's just for, like, the people that are proper swimmers that, yeah. that do the before you open mm. swims. And he went, please, can we just have three showers? <laughs> so she sort of looked at us and just gone, okay. <laughs> and then I remember just standing there, and the owner of the club has just literally shook his hangover in a split second. And he was just like, come on! And he was soaping his balls up in the shower. <laughs> and I was just thinking... Oh, man, I do not need to be looking at his bollocks in the state I'm in now. We then got picked up by the remaining members of the band and the other manager in the in the van and then went to Elstree and just got into this TV studio for, like, whatever it was, 10 in the morning. And they were like... And it was all, like, kind of like, watch your kids, right? And it was like, next up, we've got Lilo performing their new single, Boy of Yesterday. Um, hey, guys, how you all doing? And, like... I've only seen this once when it went out and I look like a broken person <laughs> and like, and I was one of the sort of, me and the singer were the yeah, spokespeople yeah, for the yeah, band yeah. and I was generally, unsurprisingly, had too much to say for myself. <laughs> I didn't say a word, I just sat there thinking, please don't look at me. <laughs> like, don't look at me. And it was fucking hell on earth. Like, and, and the, 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 the fact the show was called Wakey Wakey and, oh, it, was, and it was a kid's uh, morning TV show. And and it was just off the back of the fucking craziest fucking night. And her- you do not need to wake up seeing a man who's probably 15 years old and you lathering up his balls no, no. in a public shower. No, no. There's, there's too much temptation there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like that was that was a fucking... Oh, that was hard one to get up. But before we finish, I, as you was talking about, like... Um, uh, your mate at the uh, Tony at, yeah, uh, at that yeah. being a cunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. I've I've remembered one that wasn't about me, but was about my mate Danny. 
uh, and his dad being the best cunt ever. <laughs> <clears throat> now, my mate Danny um, was... He was my mate that probably messed with substances <laughs> quite extremely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was the guy that we lost, and then we found he'd climbed up in my mate's loft and found his chemistry set from when he was a oh, kid. Oh, that and, guy and smoked, smoked it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no one needs to be <laughs> smoking <laughs> zinc. That's crazy. Um, but uh, but Dan oh. was Dan was great fun to go out with, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he um, he used to come to the club with me, and uh, and but the thing is, Dan's dad was was just a proper cunt to him, like but with a stroke of genius. Yeah, uh, Dan weren't the best with the ladies. Um, but he'd he'd pulled himself a girl that we both knew, like one of our mates, and, and they'd, they'd kind of never really wanted to get together. He didn't really want to get with her, but it was just yeah. a drunken thing. And she's gone back to his house, yeah, yeah, his yeah. parents' house, yeah, yeah. which was rare for Dan. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's in his room with her, and so the story goes that he woke himself and her up from fighting. <laughs> 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 um, and instantly smelt his own fart <laughs> and just thought I'm so hungover oh my god oh shit I'm in bed with her yeah. like I need this to all go away really quickly <laughs> I need her out of my house but he lived in Grace she lived the other side of Billericke so he was like I've got to make this go away Dan didn't drive yeah. he was punching as well Billericke like, bird and, <laughs> and he was like I've got to get her out like, and he was like, Dad, like, can you please drop this girl home? And he went, yeah, yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> and, uh, and that's unlike his dad. <laughs> and uh, he went, like, I-, I need to make this go away. Like, this is a situation I did not bank on, and I'm really in a bad place right now. I'm really hungover, and she probably likes me, and I don't need this. Yeah. And he was like, no worries, mate. And like, <laughs> so Dan said, like, my dad would drop you home. Like, yeah. and he presumed his dad would just drop her home. So she said, all right, yeah, cool, thanks. Like, you know, when are we going to catch up? Yeah, and he went, yeah. yeah, I'll give you a call, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And then uh, he said, like, Dan, you ready? He like, <laughs> and he was like, oh, no, he wants me to come as well. <laughs> and uh, and he was like, oh. and he said, like, literally, he was like, come again right now. So he said, I've just literally thrown my clothes on and ran out of dot hadn't had a shit and I really needed this shit and he said and so I'm in the car my dad put a load of stuff on the front seat so I had to sit in the back next to her <laughs> and he said I was just thinking oh no like my stomach's really churning of anxiety and I really need, <laughs> need a poo, a poo yeah. oh that's uh, the worst but he's thinking right I've got half hour to get to Billericay I can get through this and he said we was going down to 127, and for some reason, my dad cut through Wickford. And he's like, why is he going through Wickford? And he thought, no worries. And he said, I was just there, fucking heart beating in my head and all that malarkey. And he just said, like, all of a sudden, I've heard my dad go, and he said, boiling hot day. He went, my dad went, ooh, well, this looks good. And pulled into a boot cell. <laughs> 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 
he purposely took him to a boot sale for two hours and just made him walk round, hanging out of his ass on a boiling hot day, needing a shit with this girl that he didn't want to be anywhere near. He just said it was the most cunning thing his dad had ever done. And he was like... You got, he says, I had no money. I couldn't buy myself a cup of coffee or anything. And oh. he was just like, yeah, I won't be long, Dan. And he said, yeah. He said, spent two hours just walking around a boot sale. I thought that was that's fucking great. magnificent. That's what that's for. It toughens you up, mate. It's character yeah. building, isn't it? Yeah. Character building. Absolutely. It's Good nice top five. Very fun, very fun. Well, I'm off to watch a wrestling, and from the looks of it, you're going skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Another hour you will never get back in your life. Um, can only apologise uh, for the consistent barrage of claptrap nonsense and bullshit uh, that Chris and I deliver to you um, via the means of an audio podcast week in, week out. If you actually want to watch that drivel, become a Patreon. Because uh, we put stuff out on there and we put videos out on there. We film all the podcasts now, so you can go and watch uh, us Dinkles doing our thing. Thanks, guys. Um, we will see you again next week. If you can't wait, get yourself involved in Patreon. Latest taters. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a lot of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com. It's a drunken soiree in the wish in. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.